1: This is Reception Perception
0: The Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you, and you're listening to Reception Perception The Show. Matt, my guy, how are you feeling on this beautiful Wednesday evening?
1: I'm feeling great, man. Uh, you know, it's week seven. We're in the thick of it. I feel like we have a really good um, sense of where teams are, you know, where, where teams are heading. Um, but of course, lot of changes will happen what we know now what we think now will look very very stupid and um you know (laughs) november december stuff like that but at least think we have a general outline of who's good who's bad again like what direction teams are going so this is really kind of um you know my favorite time to start talking about teams and stuff like that and and talking about players obviously uh, from micro sense because we just have so much more information than we did even in like week three or four or something like that. We just, we, we got a good sense of where things are going at this point.
0: Yeah. I think we've got a really good handle, I think on coaching staffs, I think is really what it comes down to because there's so much coaching change in the off season. You just don't know, you know, and that was, I think an integral part of me wondering whether or not Denver could actually suck this year. Um, And (laughs) and I, and I actually put that out there, you know, I I said in, in mid August, I'm like, Hey man, Denver could suck because their coaching staff could suck, and we don't know. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. no idea whether or not Nathaniel Hackett is going to be good. And as we found, found have, have come to find out, <laughs> S- Hackett is not that good. <laughs> yeah. But it's still early in his in his career um, as a head man as well. So again, I'm not burying the guy quite as of yet. But yeah, obviously, early returns have not looked good uh, there in mile high. Um, speaking of mile high, should we just get right into it? Um, you did some in-season tracking. And again, this is such a cool feature, man, on the website. Um, if you guys have followed Matt and his work, you know that, Hey, listen, um, reception perception tracks, all these guys. Okay. So much of it is done in the off season. And for the very first time here in 2022 in this season, we are doing, I shouldn't say we, Matt is doing (laughs) some in-season charting of some high profile guys, um, and I think that is really, really interesting, man. Um, and let's start with Cortland Sutton there. Give me some of your early season findings.
1: Yeah, you know, you talk about how you, you said that the Broncos might suck because the coaching staff, uh, you know, had is a lot of inexperience, right? I mean, all these guys Correct. are moving up a peg from from where they have never been, you know, quite in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, my big skepticism on the Broncos was I don't think I never thought that the talent on this team was as good as everybody was was saying it. I didn't think that, you know, oh, this was just a group of studs waiting for you know Russell Wilson it which is it seems crazy now to say like Russell Wilson's this guy because he just hasn't been this guy at all this year but you know just like that godsend level quarterback is going to come down here and save all of these secret superstars like I didn't feel that way coming into this season and I definitely don't feel that way now after six weeks of football right like and I think Cortland Sutton's the one guy who's been the most consistent player on this offense Um, but I still think it's really hard to funnel a good passing offense through a guy that doesn't separate at a high level like Cortland Sutton, you know, you look at him in um, 65.4% success rate versus man coverage, you know, that's kind of right below the NFL average. It's not terrible. Uh, It's not as bad as he was uh last season when he was in his first year coming off an acl tear um 69 success rate versus press that's a pretty decent step up again from where he was last year but it's a decidedly right around average to slightly above average number and then his success rate versus zone coverage has really been terrible but i don't think is i don't think the route concepts in denver are very good at this point either so that could be a part of it but basically Courtland sutton Good receiver, but at his best, I would say he's an average to maybe slightly above average, but I don't think he's been a slightly above average separator since maybe like his peak 2019 season when he really took a nice step in reception perception. Now, we know he can win contested. He makes big plays uh, down the field uh, in the contested game. Actually, the the best things that he – his best routes – are actually like slant routes and dig routes over the middle of the field, and and that's where we hit. we have seen a decent bit of a uh, big plays from him that haven't been downfield contested plays come on those over the middle routes. I do think he has good timing with Russ on like the scramble drills. I think he's kind of the only receiver that's figured that out at this point. But you know, like I said, I think it's very hard to funnel a like funnel a ton of targets through a guy like this and still be a high quality passing offense. And you know, despite. Um, Courtney Sutton's fantasy numbers this year, despite the fact that he's been a, a pretty steady producer, I would pose, I pose the question in his reception perception profile on the website for the in-season tracking. And I pose this question to you, James, do you think the Denver Broncos have been a good passing offense despite Courtney Sutton's <laughs> production this year?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no, no, they have been awful. Uh, they have been absolutely awful. And Hey, listen, man, I could sit here and tell you, Oh, in August I was calling. I, look, nobody, Thought it was going to be this bad. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's way, no way worse. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, it's so bad. It's like shocking. That's why it's a story is that it's mm-hmm. shocking how bad this offense is. Um, and to be honest with you, I think they've run the ball pretty well, you know? Yeah. It's just that their passing game is just the stone cold worst. It's so bad. It just makes no sense. Uh, whatsoever. Hey, you know, I was going through his 2021 uh reception, perception, profile, Matt. And I got to be honest with you, I just was really surprised by how bad he was in terms of success rate on the nine route. I mean, mm-hmm. if there is anywhere where you're saying, oh, Cortland Sutton is a beast. It, it, it's internally, you feel like, okay, without looking at like the, the, the deep dive analytics, you're saying, okay, well, Cortland Sutton's good downfield. Your numbers suggest otherwise. Yeah, no, I think because I think he's a good downfield contested player.
1: Like, and that's the thing, right? Like, you can, he can still win on those plays even if he's not open. Like, he can win contested catches. You know, I think that's, uh, that's obviously, I think the strength of his game is he's a 50 50 ball receiver. He's very similar. Like, he's on that same axis of receivers as like a Mike Williams type of guy. Although I think Mike Williams is a little bit better than Courtland Sutton. Um, But, you know, Mike Williams, like, he's another guy that I think the Chargers have struggled to, to feature a consistent passing offense without Keenan Allen, because Mike Williams is an like People think Mike Williams can't separate at all. I think Mike Williams is again, like kind of a, a league average separator and he's really, he's really good in contested situations. Just, just like Cortland Sutton is. So I think you kind of look at him as like a discount version of Mike Williams, which is great. Like, Mike Williams can put up big, big games when he has a big time quarterback. Like, unfortunately, at this point, Corton Sutton doesn't have a big time quarterback. He has a guy in Russell Wilson who's ranked twenty third right now in quarterbacks in EPA per dropback, like it, which is definitely worse than I, I thought it would have been. You know, and I, I agree with you that I was pessimistic about the Russell Wilson experience in Denver. I was really low on all of these receivers just as individual right. talents. Uh, you know, Jerry Judy, he's doing nothing, even though he's complaining about it. he's open on the sideline. I Think Jerry Judy's kind of a He's an overrated player. Quentin Sun's overrated player. Like, And then they just don't have anybody. The, the problem is, like, after those two guys, it's just a huge drop-off. I mean, KJ Hamler's made a couple splash plays. I do right. think Greg Dulcich is interesting, the rookie tight end, who, man, they, they've they been telegraphing for a long time that they wanted Greg Dulcich to be that guy. Like, So maybe he right. can help a little bit. But we're talking about, like, Kendall Hinton and a bunch of, like, roster bottom feeders uh, beyond the two guys after Tim Patrick got hurt. The Tim Patrick injury – was definitely a huge deal for this team. So I don't think they were that deep. <laughs> which, and then, which
0: by the way, that's not good. Cause I know that's not listen, good. Yeah. I like Tim Patrick. I do, but he's kind of like in that, like Darius Slayton tier, right? Where you're like, yeah, for Hey, real. good yeah, sure. professional wide receiver. But you know, again, a, a replaceable should be a replaceable piece. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: He's not a one. He's not, I think he's maybe like a, a decent two. Like I think all these guys at their best are decent twos, like uh, you know, but not but not special players. Like I, if I sat down here, I would say this: if, you, if you're sitting down and you're ranking wide receivers, it's really really hard to feel like you 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 know top ten, top twenty, top fifteen, whatever, and you feel like you didn't leave somebody off. Like you did it wrong. You need to try it again because there's just so many good wide receivers. I think I could do a top twenty receiver list and and not put Cortland Sutton, like, real-life NFL receivers, not fantasy receivers, although I don't have Cortland Sutton inside my top 20 receivers rest of the season either. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think – I think I could do a top 20 receiver, real-life list NFL, like I talked about on the last podcast. Maybe that's something I'll do at some point on uh, receptionperception.com, and I don't think I'd have Cortland Sutton among the top 20, and I think I'd feel pretty comfortable with that.
0: Uh, Right now, he is uh, producing at a pretty high rate, right? He's seeing 8.2 targets per game, 5.2 receptions. Not a very good 63.3% catch rate. That's not very good. Um, 8.8 yards per target as well. So um, his A dot looks, you know, it looks like what you would expect from a downfield threat. Nearly uh, 12 yards of average depth of target there. Uh, seeing mm-hmm. about 97 air yards per game. So that's again, the the those are all numbers from a volume standpoint that you would say, okay, that that looks like your prototypical number one wide receiver. But I think to your point, okay, so he is the number one, and he's seeing number one volume. Unfortunately, he's not producing and lifting the offense like you're saying uh, as a number one wide receiver would do. That's that is definitely my biggest problem. And you look at like his biggest games
1: week two against Houston Texans, week three against the San Francisco 49ers, 11 targets um, against Houston, 10 targets against the San Francisco 49ers. And like I said, those are his biggest games. Those are games where Jerry Judy was was limited, was hurt. Um, You know, Jerry Judy came back against the Raiders and he was, you know, sub sub 60 yards, but did catch a touchdown that game. So. I think a lot of it has just been volume because he is the, he's the most consistent player, like the steadiest guy to project on a route by route basis. Like I think Jerry Judy still has really high highs, but also has really, he has like really middling reps as well. So um, I think, yeah, I agree with you that from a fantasy angle, like, yeah, I am I still think Sutton would be a good guy to sell, like get out of it, especially because, you know, Russ has got like a new injury every week. Like,
0: you know, <laughs> is, he, and, is he going is he going full Big Ben on us here? He is.
1: <laughs> he's doing a little bit of a Big Ben, like cosplay type of thing, which is not what you want. Right. Like, oh, well, you know, my hamstring, my my shoulder, all this stuff. And, you know, he's not even saying is like, let's ride at the end of the press conference anymore. Um, I, I would love to know how long him and his PR people. Uh, went over like, should we say, let's ride if we're at this record? <laughs> oh god, we say it if we're at this record, like all that stuff. But you know, regardless, the the, oh. the situation in Denver is just real. Like that's a bad offensive ecosystem right now, and I don't want to be invested in it at any level, even in a guy like Cortland Sutton, who you know, this this is like, there's a chance the wheels could fall off this thing, right? Like that's maybe they oh, get yeah. better, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty skeptical and. You know, right now, if you could cash in on like his big start to the season, I think you do it. Just because I don't think he is a special talent. I think he's a solid, like fine starting. If you're getting away with him as a starting receiver, I think that's fine. But I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see him as any more than that.
0: You know what's, you know what's crazy too is uh, you, you talk about getting bailing out while you can. We should have done that with the running backs too. You know, it's like last oh, week or god. you know we're, we're thinking, oh god, Melvin Gordon, what a matchup taking on. Again, the worst rush defense in the NFL, right? And you're thinking, okay, you got to start Melvin Gordon. God, that game comes around and just an absolute nightmare, bro. There is no way that Latavius Murray from like, just you just signed him off the street. He's what 32, 33 years old. Like there ain't no chance in hell Latavius Murray is giving you a better chance to win this football game than Melvin Gordon. I'm sorry. And I get it. Melvin Gordon is not like a world beater, but he hasn't played well this year,
1: really. I mean, Other than the fumbles, the fumbles are there, too. But also, right. just as a runner, I think he's kind of left meat on the bone. But yeah, oh, well, that, your point is 100%, 100% and he's still better than Latavius Murray. You know what I mean? Come on. Hey, Latavius kind of gave him a couple good moments, but you know i'm overall i'm with you i know nobody cares about my fantasy teams but i have to say this: like um you know i'm in this apex uh writers league i've been in this league for a long time against a bunch of heavy hitters and my team last year just sucked and especially (laughs) early like i think i took Uh you know this is a league where like wide receivers go really really early i think i took like Antonio Gibson, Allen Robinson, and Brandon. I listen to me, I'm really smart. Like all three in a row in the in the league last year, and just got a bull, you know obliterated. Cause those guys, not only were they like, I mean, IU came back around, but like, and so did Antonio Gibson, but by the end of the season, my team was D E yeah. D dead at that point. So my team <laughs> sucked last year. Really want to have a good team this year. I was tied with Evan Silva going into Sunday night football 119 to 119 and I I had played Melvin Gordon over Juju smith Schuster. and I have Juju on a lot of teams Ooh. um just cuz like you know he was going to like the eighth round seven eighth round in some spots I felt fine about it there so yeah, yeah, yeah. um I got a lot got him on a lot of teams and I was did one of those things were like all right I think I was like this is the week for Juju for sure he's going against his own heavy de- defense but I'm too much of a coward I I'll play him on like some teams but not all of them this was the one I was like I'll go Gordon over over Juju and of course, if I had played Juju, I would have won, right? But he had Zeke Elliott. I had Melvin Gordon going into Sunday Night Football. Zeke had a pretty good game. I was like, I think I still yeah. got a chance at this. 0. Oh, yeah. 0.8 points. I mean, <laughs> F me with freaking Melvin Gordon, bro. Like, come on, man. And 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 then for Nathaniel Hackett to say, like, coming out of this, this week, like, oh, we're going to, you know, he's going to start next week against the Jets. I'm like, yeah, he started last week. So what's what's to say that like oh Melvin Gordon's gonna not have like four runs and then Latavius Murray's gonna get fifteen? Who who knows? I this is like a rough rough situation.
0: I mean, you look at Denver man, and like you come into the season, and I know a lot of people were really high on them, and I know you and I were simpatico and not being quite as high, but still, again, this bottom bottoming out of this Denver Broncos team is is unexpected even for us, and we were pessimists. Yeah. But but it's like all of a sudden it's like a fantasy dead zone. You can't play the quarterback. You can't, other than Cortland Sutton, you can't play the wide receivers. You can't play any of the tight ends because they mix them all up. And now you can't even play the damn running backs. Like, Dude. golly, it sucks. Our our
1: guy, Ted Lasso, uh, in the Discord, uh, in, the, in the Sicko channel, he needed legit like 1.3 points from Russell Wilson to win and going into like he's like ah, I've lost it's the end of the game but then they went to overtime I was like oh dude you got a chance D- didn't get it nothing, nothing 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 absolutely in nothing. I mean Go yeah you're right on. it's it's it is way <laughs> worse than expected in Denver and I, I just think at some point that has to hurt Cortland Sutton who you're right I do think is living off volume and is well I, but I think it's part of the problem you know Troy Aikman said it a lot um really on he was kind of ripping him on both sides and I was like yeah you're right because you know, Josh Palmer, the start second receiver for the, the chargers with Keenan Allen. out, he stinks too. And I mean, you know, Troy's saying like, nobody's getting open for either of these teams and yeah, nobody's been getting open for these two teams. And it's not, a, I'm not, I'm not saying that to let Russ off the hook. Right. But the reality is that he left two great receivers in Seattle in DK Metcalf right. and Tyler Lockett. And people thought he was coming to two great receivers here in Denver. And I think he's coming to like a fringy wide receiver three and Jerry Judy and a, um, decent wide receiver two in Cortland sutton but there's no one here and this team's just really easy to stop right now all, all the way around
0: oh my gosh i can't believe how bad it is in denver